This is Ian Hartley. And I'm Warren Kay. Welcome to the Rediscovering God podcast. We invite you to join us as we endeavor to see him more clearly, love him more dearly, and follow him more nearly. Good day, Warren. It's nice to have spring around. It is, finally. How are you dealing with splendid isolation? Well, it's, um, it's not as bad now that we can connect in person. Yeah. And so it's, it's doing better. You're not sitting two meters from me. No, but I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Warren, today we're talking about uh, being Sabbatarians. Yes. And what's that mean for you? Well, Sabbatarian is someone that keeps the Sabbath. Keeps it. Worse, worships on the Sabbath. Yeah. Abram Heschel, the great Jewish theologian, said you can't keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath keeps you. And I think that uh, is, is an important distinction to make because we have been uh, programmed to think it's something that we can keep, yeah. that needs to be kept. Yeah. So I'm going to start out in a very uh, unexpected way. I believe that being a Sabbatarian answers the great questions of life. Okay. Philosophical questions like, um, where do I belong? Am I loved? Am I valuable? You'll remember that we, we addressed this in a podcast of what we all long for. Yes. was the title of the podcast. So um, the, the worship on the seventh day actually answers all those philosophical questions. Really? Yes. So we'll, we'll go through the material and then see if that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, there's no uh, cycle that I know of that corresponds with a seven-day week in nature. Right. Uh, at least no cosmic cycles. You know, the month is modeled on the movement of the moon, uh, and the year is uh, accorded to the sun's movement or, or the, the earth's, earth's movement, movement around, around the sun. The sun. Yeah, right. Thank you for correcting me yeah. on that. Um, and we've had attempts to change the cycle from seven days to ten days, mm-hmm. you know, by people in favor of the metric system. Right. So this happened at the French Revolution when there was this great anger against the church. Mm. They decided that they'd have a ten-day week. But um, they reverted to a seven-day week because it just didn't work. Hmm. And the Bolshevik uh, revolution in Russia, they tried the same thing. Ten-day week, it didn't work for them either. Hmm. Uh, It's just interesting. Yeah. Um, And you know, the seven-day weekly cycle is pretty universal. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it's uh, in India, China, Africa, Europe, Australia, Americas, Middle East. And uh, one might ask yourself, how come everybody uses a seven-day cycle? Uh, because the only two billion people out of the eight are, are Judeo-Christians. Yeah, for the, for the vast majority, they don't believe in a creation week or that kind of a beginning uh, where we see the Sabbath being, mm-hmm. or the seven-day cycle being mm-hmm. established, uh, they wouldn't see that. And then what's interesting to me 
is that Christians chose Sunday, uh, also related to a seven-day cycle, mm-hmm. um, but there's no seven-day cycle in the uh, resurrection story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Muslims chose Friday, which is also a seven-day cycle. Mm-hmm. It's like the seven-day cycle is really important for people. Deeply rooted. Yeah. So I want to go to the Genesis story of mm-hmm. where this all came from. It says this, And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had done. You want to read the next verse? Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. And because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. So I'd just like to decode a few of the words used in Genesis chapter uh, 2 verse 3. Like the word blessed, um, what does that actually mean? And then sanctified it or made it holy and then rested. Now I know that that one is pretty straightforward, but it has implications. So let's talk about blessed. Uh, Literally, if you bless someone, it means you say good words about them. Hmm. So I can bless you and say, you know, you're very reliable. Hmm. And uh, if I say we'll meet at 10, you're there by 9.59 and 30 seconds. I can count on that. I attempt that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Every Hebrew child wanted to be blessed by their father before they died. Yes. Uh, And it wasn't about... Um, making some prophecy or something about the child, but it was they wanted their father to say good words about them. Mm -hmm. And every child longs for that. Have a dad that brags about Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So God uh, said good words about this day Mm -hmm. that he set aside. Mm -hmm. So it was valuable to him, just like... Good words are said about a child that's valued. Yes. The day was valuable. Yes. Mm. Good. Then the word sanctified uh, or made holy, which is a synonym for it. We talk about holy matrimony. We talk about the Holy Bible. We talk about the church being a holy place or shrines that are holy. And the burning bush was a holy place. Moses took off his shoes. So... Holy is an attribute of God alone. Mm. So something is only holy when it's connected closely with God. Mm. So when you say the day was made holy or sanctified, it means it was filled with God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So rested means, uh, well, I'll I'll tell you what it means to me. When I visit somebody... If they just carry on doing what they were doing, uh, I feel a bit hurt, mm, mm-hmm. you know, and I tend to do that myself. <laughs> I'm very task orientated, mm. uh, but I really feel um, valued when a person stops what they're doing mm-hmm. and uh, gives me their full attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening here. That's you know, I, I can remember um, in college. Um, going to visit a teacher on a Sunday 
So, you know, space and time is necessary for any relationship to succeed. You can't have a relationship uh, if you have no space-time associated with it. Right. It, it needs to be developed and built. A relationship yeah. is a progressive thing. I remember one of our better-known preachers, who's now deceased, who used to say, you can't be married without another person being involved. True. <laughs> <laughs> and we also need sheltered time if we want the unexpected to happen. Hmm. So when you're courting a fair damsel, you want sheltered time mm -hmm. when it's just the two of you because all sorts of unexpected things can happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then the, another point that uh, Jesus made was that the, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Mm. True. So I don't know what that means to you, but if I'm wearing a shirt that was made for man. I wasn't made for this shirt. Hmm. This shirt was made for me. To, yeah, right. Yeah, so. so it serves a purpose for you. Yes. So man is not here to serve a purpose for the Sabbath. The Sabbath serves a purpose for man. Yes. So I'm not a model. I'm not paid to display and honor this shirt. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. This shirt is a utilitarian Mm -hmm. instrument mm -hmm. that I use as I wish and when I want to. Right. This morning I got up and decided I'd wear this shirt today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a very nice shirt. Uh, otherwise I've just left it in the cupboard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is really important to me. Uh, the implications are that there was no Sabbath before man was made. Mm. Hmm. Are you tracking with me? So you're suggesting before man was made, it was just a, a perpetual time, uh, possibly not even a weekly cycle? Well, not on this planet. Right. So I, I don't know about the rest of the universe. Right. But I do know that Jesus' statement, which says the Sabbath was made for man, mm -hmm. means... Before man, there wouldn't have been a Sabbath. That's right. Yeah. Man came first, and then... Hmm. 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 Interesting thought. Okay. So, I, w I want to, you know, I was looking on the internet, uh, and there are lots of objections to the Sabbath, mm -hmm. uh, mainly by people who worship on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And they've got all these objections. So, mm -hmm. I thought I'd look at a few of the objections mm -hmm. uh, with you and mm -hmm. just see how we get along with these sure. objections. Okay. So the first one, why don't you read it? Well, Sabbath was only for the Jews. So this is a very common idea. Yes. Um, and uh, so we've just shown that the Sabbath, the seventh day of creation, originates with creation, which predates any Jew. Mm, by many, many years. Thousands of years. Yeah. Yes. So... We don't say that because a Jewish book tells us about creation that God only created Jews. Mm -hmm. We say that he created the ancestors of everyone on the planet. Mm -hmm. And then the other great institution, a 
apart from a weekly day of worship that was created uh, during the creation week was this relationship between man and woman, mm. which we call marriage. Mm -hmm. So we have two institutions coming down through history from creation week. Mm -hmm. One is marriage. The other one is a weekly day of rest and worship. Mm. Mm. And marriage is a, uh, accepted by everyone, yes, not just the say, Jews. Yeah, we don't say marriage was made for the Jews, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have many passages in Scripture which say that uh, the Sabbath day it belongs to God, not to the Jews. Mm -hmm. So maybe you'd like to read Exodus 31, verse 13, because it has uh, an interesting uh, consequence of being a Sabbatarian. 33 verse, uh, sorry, 31 verse 13. Sort of a dyslexic verse. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Isn't that interesting? Yes. The Sabbath is a sign that God makes you holy. Mm -hmm. One of the great accusations against Sabbatarians is that they are legalists mm. because they are following the fourth commandment, mm -hmm. remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Mm -hmm. So this is very interesting. So here, Exodus, Exodus uh, Moses, the writer of Exodus, is, is speaking for God, saying it's a sign that it's God that makes us holy. Mm -hmm. Not, no. we, don't, our, we don't make ourselves holy by no. following these rules. No. And this is why Heschel uh, says that we don't keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath keeps us. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what he's talking about. Right. It's a sign that God makes us holy. Mm -hmm. Now, here's an even more interesting passage in Isaiah 51, um, verse 3. Sorry, Isaiah 56, verse 3. Isaiah 56 and verse 3 says, Don't let foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord say, The Lord will never let me be part of his people. And don't let the eunuch say, I'm a dried up tree with no children and no future. So evidently the, the Sabbath uh, was for all people. Mm. It's very clear from that. Uh, and you know, actually... Um, all that was given to the Jews was for all people. For instance, uh, marriage, uh, the Jubilee year, which we don't practice, mm -hmm. uh, the seventh and the 49th year, when all land reverted to the original owners mm -hmm. and created a a system of fairness mm -hmm. in society, mm -hmm. uh, which society urgently needs today. Yes. Where you have about 10 people possessing 90% of the wealth in the world. Mm -hmm. um, then quarantine, which is interesting in during this time of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. uh, that word quarantine uh, came from the time of the Black Death. Uh, mm. when it was noticed in Europe that the Jews uh, were less affected 
by the Black Death because they put people into what came to be known as quarantine. Hmm. They kept them outside the camp. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were so successful that they were then blamed for causing the Black Death. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, the, the word quarantine comes from 40 because you were put outside the camp in the Mosaic Laws for 40 days. Oh, really? So, quaranta, mm. 40 in Italian, and T mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. the end, quarantine. Mm. So, it comes, that was a Jewish practice. And mm -hmm. then the, the justice of the Mosaic Law, uh, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, not more than that, mm. has been embedded in our justice system. Mm -hmm. So, here's another objection. There is no command to keep Sabbath before Exodus 16, Sabbath only for Jews. Yeah, so that's true, the first part. There's no command to keep Sabbath before Exodus 16 in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. We noticed that there weren't, weren't any commands in the creation origins of the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. But here's what's interesting, and I'd like you to read Genesis 9, 4 to 6. This is the first time a command against murder is stated in the Bible. Genesis 9, verse 4 to 6. Genesis 9, 4 to 6. But you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. So this is the first time uh, a command against murder mm -hmm. appears in the scriptures. And that's thousands of years after creation. Mm -hmm. So we don't say that murder uh, was just... Uh, the law against murder was just given to the Jews or because it wasn't stated, it wasn't wrong mm -hmm. before it was stated. Mm. Um, then, for instance, we have no command to honor parents before Mount Sinai, mm -hmm. where the Ten Commandments were given. Mm -hmm. um, we have no command for marriage ceremonies in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So just... Uh, to say there's no command to keep Sabbath before Exodus 16 with the giving of the manna doesn't mean anything, actually. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a non-meaning statement. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1 Timothy 1 verse 9, Paul says, We know that law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels. So I don't know how many laws you had when you married Cheryl. That I created for her to live by? Yeah. No, I didn't have any. What? Well, we just, when you're in love with each other, you, you just uh, want to please the other person. So you don't need laws to make that happen. You know, you've just said something. I don't know if you know what you just said, but I'm going to tell you what you just <laughs> What did I say? <laughs> you said that laws are only necessary where love is absent. Yes. So, so there, there was something that came to my mind when we were speaking earlier, and, and see if I can bring it back. The, the idea that the Sabbath, um, God 
designed it for relationship, and, and he, in that relationship, he inspires us. That's what develops, and so that's what really it's all about. It's not about um, laws around a day that has to be kept. Yes, and you were telling me a little earlier about uh, a vase analogy. Well, yeah, the, you know, someone said that uh, the Sabbath has been kind of like a vase that we, an ancient vase that we have tried so hard to protect and to keep it from being damaged. And, and so we focus on the vase, forgetting that the vase is simply a container that holds something precious inside it. And we've missed what the vase was to, there to protect. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the, the vase is there to protect a space in time that a relationship can be developed between God and his people. And between people. And between people, mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, this idea, that's very good. Thank you, Warren. Uh, there's no command to keep Sabbath before Exodus 16, Sabbath only for the Jews. Uh, well, John the Baptist was a Jew baptizing Jews. Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't conclude that baptism is only for Jews. And Jesus lived and died a Jew. Mm -hmm. But we say that his death was... For everyone. For everyone. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Sabbath commandment, uh, which says, remember the Sabbath, means it comes from creation. You're remembering something that was... Happened long ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instituted a long uh, time ago. And uh, here's another objection. The Sabbath commandment is never repeated in the New Testament. All the others are. This is the so-called argument from silence, is that if it isn't mentioned, it isn't important. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for instance, Esther and Song of Solomon, two books in the Old Testament, never mention God. Mm. The, the word is not used in them. Mm. So that doesn't mean that Esther and whoever wrote Song of Solomon was uh, an atheist. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you, you can't make that conclusion just mm -hmm. because it's not mentioned. Mm -hmm. And interesting for me and perplexing for my wife is that there's no general command for monogamy in the Bible. Mm. It only says if an elder uh, or a deacon should have only one wife mm, mm -hmm. and the motivation for that was they should have some time left to serve the church mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the first general council's letter in acts 1520 it talks about idolatry e eating meat offered to idols and eating blood mm -hmm. it doesn't even mention jesus christ mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you can't take this argument from silence mm -hmm. as being very important mm -hmm. in, in real mm -hmm. life. So when there's a significant change, there's no silence associated with it. Right. For instance, circumcision. Mm -hmm. Big issue. Big issue, lots of talking about it mm -hmm. and decisions being made. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the interesting thing, is there's not even a hint in the New Testament anywhere that the Sabbath was changed. Mm -hmm. This was a huge 
foundational uh, institution for the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are Sabbatarians. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, this would have created a hue and cry and all sorts of static. It would have been a bigger issue than circumcision. Yes. So um, I'm going to ask you to read this quote from A.T. Lincoln, who is not a Sabbatarian, but he understands the implications of this silence. The Sabbath was an institution too central to Judaism for it to have been tampered with without provoking hostile reaction and persecution. But there is no record of persecution on this account. So A.T. Lincoln is saying there's nothing documented about any change Yes, from uh, uh, Sabbath, the seventh day, to Sunday, mm -hmm. the first day. Right. So the naming of the days in the New Testament indicate a Sabbath focus. And I want to remind you, the New Testament was written long after the crucifixion. Mm -hmm. So do you, do you have any dates for the writing of the New Testament? Oh, well, it, it would have been probably some 60 to 90 years after uh, the resurrection of Christ's ascension. Mm-hmm. So the authors who are writing uh, use the following words. They talk about the preparation day. Uh, they talk about the day before the Sabbath. And they always call Sunday the first day of mm -hmm. the week. Mm -hmm. So if any change had been made, uh, you would have expected them to incorporate those changes right. into, into their documents. Mm -hmm. Now, the Portuguese language is very interesting because it follows the Latin names for the days of the week. And I remind you that Latin was, being, uh, was the written language for much of the Middle Ages. So for Sunday, um, they refer to it as prima feria, meaning the first day, prima, one, first one, mm -hmm. after the day of rest. And then Monday is secunda feria, meaning the second day after the day of rest. So they go through the whole list of the days and they get to sexta feria, which is Friday, which is the sixth day after the day of rest. So it's all reference to the Sabbath, the yeah. day of rest. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. So he has another objection. Jesus did all sorts of miracles on the Sabbath day, to indicate a change to Sunday worship was coming. So it's like he, they're saying he desecrated the Sabbath because Sunday was going to become the special day of mm -hmm. worship. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, objection. So Jesus argued for the Sabbath from its origin in Eden, which we've discussed. The Old Testament laws and history, he quoted from the Torah and the prophets, uh, substantiating the Sabbath. He argued from providence, reason, conscience, and from the lordship of the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, he recognized and worshipped on the seventh day in the synagogues of his time. Mm -hmm. And the only controversy he created was what should happen on that day. Yeah. Uh, he had no question with changing the day. Well, and they were so focused on keeping the Sabbath 
that they had missed the import of the day of relationships. Yeah. And so they had all these rules about what you couldn't do. And so he intentionally healed people on the Sabbath, did good on the Sabbath to try to help them realize the Sabbath was for something much bigger than what they had created. Yeah, Sabbath was a confrontation point for Jesus in the gospel because of these rules that uh, you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, Sabbath is mentioned more times than baptism, more times than communion, and more times than circumcision. Hmm. It was mm -hmm. really a big topic for it Jesus. Was. Yeah. Objection five. Sunday celebrates the freedom of salvation, the Sabbath, the restrictions of the law. So I, I just want to point out again that Sunday observance follows uh, the rhythm of the Sabbath observance. Mm hmm and we've also mentioned that uh, the French Revolution and the Bolshevik Revolution both tried to change the seven-day cycle to a 10-day cycle, but it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So I want to remind us that the Sabbath celebrates God's creation. Mm -hmm. We looked at that very carefully. Mm -hmm. It also celebrates our redemption from sin and slavery. We read that in Exodus 31, 13. Mm -hmm. It's a day to remind us that God makes us holy. Mm -hmm. He delivers us from the slavery of sin. And then uh, it also celebrates God's love and care for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have referenced that passage, but I'd like you to read it in Mark 2, verse 28. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. So wh when it says that the Son of Man, or Jesus, is Lord of the Sabbath, he's saying that his authority is greater than that of one day of the week, mm -hmm. however important that day is. Mm -hmm. And so what he does on that day is normative for us. Yeah. And you've already mentioned that. He went about doing good, mm -hmm. uh, healing people uh, on this day of all days. So the resurrection um, <clears throat> is, is not celebrated by Sunday worship, according to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to read Romans 6, verse 3 to 5. The resurrection is celebrated by baptism, as will become very clear from what Paul mm -hmm. says mm -hmm. here in Romans 6. Because mm -hmm. the, the objection is that, that Sunday celebrates the freedom of salvation. Yes, and the resurrection. Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we may also live new lives. Since we've been united with him in his death, we, also, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. I think that makes it clear that baptism is a celebration of the, of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> then we have another interesting connection uh, in John 13, verse 10. If you'd like to read that for us, please. John 13, 10. And that is that 
the reminder of our baptism, which usually occurs once in a person's life, uh, is something else uh, that Jesus suggested we do. Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. So it's in the reference in John 13 of the foot washing that yes. he instituted with the and disciples. The bathing uh, is uh, baptism. Mm -hmm. And so foot washing, which is not practiced by many people today, mm -hmm. is the reminder I have been baptized, uh, I have died with Christ, and I have risen with Christ, now by faith, and at the second coming by fact. Mm -hmm. So Jesus challenged the 616 depressing human restrictions for the Sabbath and restored it to a celebration of joy. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. queen of days in the week. The sixth objection is the Sabbath is a shadow of Christ. Sunday is the reality. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's the reality according to this kind of thinking because it reminds you of the resurrection, mm -hmm. which was a reality. So the sacrificial system and circumcision were shadows. Mm -hmm. They pointed forward to something. But the Sabbath is an eternal celebration of Christ. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't point forward to something. Uh, it reminds us of reality. Uh, for instance, it reminds us that uh, God created us. Uh, and as the creator, uh, God worked. And on man's first full day, he rested. Mm -hmm. There was nothing for him to do. Mm -hmm. It had all been done. Yeah. So the Sabbath celebrates God as creator mm -hmm. of everything. Mm -hmm. And then as redeemer. And I'd like you to read Ephesians 1, 3 to 4, please. Because this is the parallel to creation, our redemption. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Thank you. Chose us to be holy and without fault mm -hmm. in his eyes. <clears throat> That's actually God's wish for us, and we can rest in that as Sabbatarians. Mm -hmm. um, that God made us, he redeemed us, and he will come and fetch us. Mm -hmm. So... There's some consequences of non-Sabbath worship, mm -hmm. uh, worshiping on other days. First of all, generally the day becomes an hour or two. Mm. Um, it's not a 24-hour period anymore, mm -hmm. uh, but a couple of hours for worship. Mm -hmm. There's an increase in Christian violence. There is a correlation between those who worship on Sabbath and... Uh, uh, pacifism. Mm. Most Sabbath keepers, apart from the Jews, mm -hmm. are pacifists mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they cherish peace. The Creator is diminished by non Sabbath uh, worship because often evolution is accepted as the mode by which God worked. Mm. But evolution has 
many overtones which are anti-God. Mm. Uh, for instance, evolution is in its very genesis is racist and sexist, and we'll cover that in the next podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, the creature is exalted uh, in the sense that we evolved rather mm. than being dependent on, on somebody for our creation, mm -hmm. and that we no longer created in God's image but we've in evolved and we're the superior animal, mm -hmm. so to speak. And then non-Sabbath worship so opens oneself to Babylonian thinking. And just to decode that, Nebuchadnezzar was the greatest Babylonian and he pronounced, is this not great Babylon that I have uh, made? Mm -hmm. So by Babylonian thinking, we, we mean this arrogance, mm. uh, for instance, in technology today. Mm -hmm. We have really come a long way, baby. Mm. Mm -hmm. But the Bible tells us that we were once better at technology than we are today mm -hmm. because the Bible predicts that this is a whole history of degeneration, mm -hmm. not a history of ascendancy. Mm -hmm. But most modern people think that we're getting better and better. Mm-hmm just because of our technology. So in closing, uh, let's just talk about how to actually, actually celebrate the day. And there are four points I'd like to make here, and that is rejoice and rest in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Give up your worries and your anxieties and remember that you are God's creation mm -hmm. and that he loves you and that you are special to him. Secondly, rejoice in the life God has given you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're alive. Mm -hmm. you, you, mm -hmm. you come out of nothingness and you're into the light of life. Rejoice with your family. Mm -hmm. It is a day for that. And rejoice with your friends and be glad with them. Uh, it is a day for affirmation and encouragement and inspiration. So you've, you've replaced the whole idea of rest with rejoice. Yes. Because uh, we tend to drain the day of all the things that you can't do and that you should rest. Yes. And you're filling it with the rejoicing in, 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 in resting in the assurance of our salvation that God gives us and we can rejoice in that relationship. We can worship him and rejoice with life, with family, with friends. It becomes a celebration rather than something that we keep. Right on. Beautiful. Right on. Yeah. So we asked three questions at the beginning of our podcast. Where do I belong? Am I loved? Am I valued? And how does the Sabbath answer those? Well, the Sabbath tells me that I'm part of the royal family created by God in his image yes, and redeemed by Jesus, who is my brother, and so I'm an heir now mm -hmm. to the family of heaven, consisting of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is incredible to me. Yeah, so the Sabbath becomes central to who we are. Yes. Yeah. Am I loved? Mm. It answers that because God rested mm -hmm. and came to love me. Mm -hmm. uh, on that day in a special way. Mm -hmm. And then am I valued? 
Well, the Sabbath as a symbol of redemption tells me that I'm as valuable to God as Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Amazing. It is. Yeah. And uh, it's when a person senses the love that God has for you and the value he sees in you uh, that your, your life can become an anthem of mm -hmm. joy and rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard the Sabbath compared to um, a, a rack uh, on a pool table. So a rack is that triangular yes. device that you put down, you put all the balls in there. Mm -hmm. And so every week, it becomes a way of pulling our life all together. The balls get scattered all around, and it pulls them all together, and we're reminded of who I am, do I belong, am I loved, and am I valued. Every week, that cycle, God must have known that we would need that reminder every seven days, if not more frequently, that even the 10-day cycle just threw things out of sync. In traditional Jewish families, on Friday evening, the father says to his children, listen up, I want to tell you about your mother. Mm. And then he brags to the children, about what a wonderful mother they have. Mm. And then he turns to his wife and he says, listen up, beloved, I want to tell you about your wonderful children. Mm. And he brags to his wife about his wonderful children. Mm -hmm. And that's what does it. Mm. It's that affirmation, that valuing, that loving. Mm -hmm. And that's the purpose of worship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is to affirm and love, inspire, and encourage each other. Mm -hmm. And God is telling us, listen up, I want to tell you how important you are to me. <laughs> right on. Yeah. And how yeah. I love you. Yeah. Thank you, Warren, for listening. Hey, been a pleasure. Thank De you. Dear God, I pray that as we meet with you once a week, that we might experience you in all your creativity, in your loving and your valuing of us. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to contact us, you can at Rediscovering God on Facebook or Instagram, or send us an email to rediscoveringgod20 at gmail.com. We are encouraged to hear how this picture of God is making a difference for you. And if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, you can leave a review or rate the podcast so that others will become more aware of a God that is love as revealed by Jesus Christ. Thank you.